Hi there, welcome to Glenlyden Baptist Church's podcast network. We're glad you can join us today. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us on our website, www.gebc.org.nz. We hope you enjoy the pod. There's going to be um, some space um, at the end of the message today for us to move into a site different moment. Uh, we've got anointing oil, we prepped up the elders. There's going to be a moment here where we're going to um, be desperately seeking more of Christ in our lives. So I'm I just preparing you for that, okay? Just getting you ready. Yeah, man. So, um, hey, nice to have Brooke and Andy back. They're the most tanned people in the building. They've been in Rarotonga for a few weeks. Look at them. The rest of us look like we've just come out of winter. It's good to have you guys back, man. Good to have you guys back. Um, you know, God's moving, right? He is moving. Um, a, a little story. This, this week, we, as some of you knew Robert, um, the guy got hit by the train a couple of weeks ago up in Glen Eden. And um, Robert was a, a confessed atheist. And we had his memorial service in church this week. How does that work? So we had an atheist memorial service in the church, which they asked me to lead. Um, it was packed in here, like it was jam-packed. A lot of atheists in the room, and uh, we laughed, and we enjoyed our time together and our space together. And this is how I know God's moving, because uh, some of those atheists came up to me afterwards. A couple of them gave me a big hug and said, if I was going to church, I'd come here. You know God's moving, right? How good is that? Um, it was a good time. It was a really good time. I really, probably one of the most enjoyable services I think I've been a part of. It was fantastic. Um, December 14, 2022. 8 a.m. in the morning. And there's a crowd gathering. Um, the gathering in the church cafe. It's the kind of crowd, actually, that normally wouldn't gather together. They wouldn't do this. And yet they gather. This, this crowd made up of volunteers from the church and Vision West staff and church staff and Marty Wardens and MSD staff, that's Ministry of Social Development staff, student army and corporate volunteers, all gathering in the church cafe at 8 a.m. in the morning. A similar crowd would gather every day for seven days at 8 a.m. in the morning. A good majority of this crowd have no faith in Jesus. And yet they gather and sit as we pray. And as we cut the gear over them, this prayer would unite them in a common cause. This prayer would bring this motley crew of people together to empower them to empower a portion of the community at Christmas that would otherwise be forgotten. 
Over seven days, this motley group of volunteers fed 1,713 families. That's 8,864 people received food to help them over the Christmas period. 4,916 children also received presents for Christmas. This is a significant moment in the life of the church. Empowered by God through prayer, bringing people together to empower the community. This is how community can gather, right? To empower others. Uh, we've seen it, haven't we? Like in recent weeks in Auckland and Hawke's Bay, we've, we all know of the devastation. We've seen it, but we've seen, haven't we? Churches and communities and neighbors and organizations rallying together. If you dismiss the stories of the idiots who are looting, but people are coming together to serve and help the community. It's a beautiful thing. This, this idea, and I'm talking about an empowered community today, this, this idea of, of community comes from an inner voice that we all have within us from God, which calls us to the responsibility that we have to each other. It says this in Scripture. God says it. He says, he encourages us to do this. He says in John 15, 12, my command is this. He says, love. You know, um, aroha might be a better word. It's, it's kind of bigger. It encompasses more. You know, love each other as I've loved you. So it's this aroha, that's this kind of love that's not just a thought. It's, it's more than a word. It's action. It's the kind of action that says, you know what? I care about you. I care about you. Aroha. I care about you. This is love in action. When we live in that space, in that, in that truth, and when we work with the power of God as a church, then the community around us and the church, we both thrive. We thrive together. Uh, You've got to do this in Scripture, right? You've got to look at how the early church was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, and when empowered by the Holy Spirit, how that changed the complete community. Acts 2. If you've got your Bibles, you can open them um, and just follow along. Starting at Acts 2, chapter 11, when the day of Pentecost came, all the disciples, they gathered in this room, right? They gathered in this room, and then suddenly, like the sound of a blowing violent wind, we all know what that sounds like after the last couple of weeks, this blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they're sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them, every one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and these tongues of fire enabled them to speak other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And, and now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. And when they heard the sound, a crowd came together. They're bewildered because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, aren't all of these who are speaking Galileans? 
then how is it that each of us hears them in our native tongue? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judah, Cappadocia, Pontius, Asia, Ferga, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Christians and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongue. This is a miracle. God is moving. After this miraculous moment where the Spirit of God enabled the people of God and empowered them to do something miraculous, in that moment as the crowd gathered, Peter stands. Moved by the Holy Spirit, he begins to speak. And that day, says Scripture, 3,000 new believers are added to the church. You see, when we're empowered by the Holy Spirit, our ability as a church community dramatically increases. Why? Because it's God. And His Spirit enables us with individual assignments and ministries to build and grow His kingdom. It's what He does. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 uh, and this is from the message version because I love the way it puts it. It says, God's various gifts, they're handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various ministries are, are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's Spirit. God's various expressions of power are in active action everywhere, but God Himself is behind it all. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it, everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety is wonderful. Oh, I love that. That's why I love what the message is, that the variety is wonderful. I love it. You see, everything we do in our own strength, it wears us down. It wears us down. But everything we do in God's strength, it, it enables, it encourages, it strengthens, it, it builds up. So here's a question for you. What are you doing with the gift that God has given you? Are you a consumer or a partaker? Are you a consumer of Christianity? Are you a consumer of just coming to church and consuming? Or are you a partaker using the gift that God has given you for the good of His kingdom? What are you doing with the gift that He's given you? A couple of points here I want us to understand. And first is this, is that God is the source of an empowered community. He's the source of it all. Romans 8, 11. And if the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he who raised up Christ Jesus from the dead will also restore to life your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. You, you have to grasp the deeper meaning of that passage because what that is saying is that there is a power resident in every one of you that was the same power that brought Christ up from the dead. You've you, you got to grasp that, right? You have to hold that. And then I, I love this because, you know, when we, when we understand this power that's inside of us, then I think it's a matter of how we position ourselves with God because 1 Peter 2, it says this, and um, let me read this straight from Scripture for you so you know it's true. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house 
to be a holy priesthood. You are priests. You are priests. You've been chosen by God. You are precious to Him. And, and he's, He calls you a priest. You are a priest. And so when you position yourself as a priest, and what this means is that not like in the old days where you had to go to the priest to be absolved of your sin, you can, you've got access to God as a priest. You can come straight to the throne. You, you can go face to face with Christ. You're a priest. And so you can come to this place. And so when you position yourself with Christ that way, life changes. Everything changes. Things are different. You'll, you'll never be the same again. It's a, it's a game changer. It really is. You know, in this, when you position yourself this way with Christ, people have experienced um, freedom from addiction. Uh, a change in career, that was certainly my experience. It was a complete shift in my whole life when I positioned myself with Christ that way. I never regret that. Some people have experienced healing in their marriages or in relationships. Or maybe it's a peace that's come over them that they've never felt like that before. You can live and behave and walk and experience this power of Christ in your life every day, every moment. Now, you can experience this power as you position yourself with Christ this way. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now, all the glory to God. Who is able through his mighty power, get this, at work within us. To accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or even think. You, you see this positioning of God? This power of God in you? When, you? when you position yourself this way? You're not even thinking about what God's going to do through your life. But he's going to do something unbelievable and it's going to blow your mind more than you could ever imagine. Because you're positioning yourself with Christ in the right way. We must not resist his working in our lives. We must embrace it. He wants to position you where you need to be. And, and so here we, here we have a couple of definitions we want to throw around. We need to be in a place of desperate dependence. Not partial dependence. Partial dependence says it's like living your life on a banana peel. That when life comes at you the wrong way, you slip over and you fall again and again and again. That's partial dependence. But total, uh, desperate dependence is complete and utter surrender to Christ. We look to Him for our strength. Without that, we look to others. And we rely on our ability, we rely on our skill, our qualification, our career, our finances, our resources, our beauty, or our strength. When we should be looking to God. We should be looking to God. See, these other things have the capacity, what? To let us down, right? And isn't that something we've learned over the last four years? There is virtually nothing in this world we can rely on it can be gone tomorrow. It can be gone tomorrow. I was speaking with poor Stephanie this week, 
whose house has been red-stickered. And she said, you know, when we look at our house, it, it just keeps, it looks like it's dropping more and more and more. You know, um, they've got items of household goods in there they're not allowed to go and get. If the house goes, that goes. We can't depend on anything. But we can depend on God. When we completely surrender to Him and His power, that's what we can depend on. We shouldn't be looking at to others or other places for strength and happiness, but we should be looking to God for our peace. Yeah? And lastly, an empowered community, man, we should expect to be moving in the supernatural. In, in Acts chapter 6, verse 8, Stephen, full of faith and power, get this, did great wonders and signs. Stephen was someone who was close to Jesus. With that closeness, he learned how to be present with Christ and to be present with the Holy Spirit. To see the supernatural, we've got to position ourselves with Christ. We've got to. Jesus said, and, and Shannon did this so well last week, Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit apart from me. There's nothing. You can do nothing without Christ. Nothing. So God releases power through us as we dwell and position ourselves in the intimacy with him. I don't know if you've been following recently the Ashbury Revival in Kentucky and America. Yeah? So um, this is incredible, right? I've been watching some of this online live. And um, it's nothing flashy. But this is how it started. It was on Wednesday, the February the 8th. 2023, a handful of students remained in the chapel. It's a Christian university, so they remained in the chapel after a scheduled service because they felt something in the room, the presence of Christ. And so they continued to play day after day after day after day, 24 hours a day after day. If you go online and watch it, some of their singing isn't that good. Um, you know, it's not, it's not that great. They're 70s and 80s worship songs. And yet, the power of God and the move of God in that place. 1,500 people sit in this auditorium. It is packed 24-7. Thousands of people from all over America are gushing into this place. It's happening in other universities around America. God is on the move. Why? Because they position themselves with Christ they felt his presence. They were so close to Christ like Stephen. They felt his presence. And then the miraculous began to happen. Something began to move. And a revival happens in that space. Incredible. If you haven't been following it, do. God is moving. He's raising a new army of believers who have positioned themselves with him. And it's not age-restricted, but it's hunger-dependent. God's doing amazing things in our day. We hear all the bad stuff, but he's doing good stuff. We need to position ourselves to expect his power and his supernatural stuff to be happening here too. We need to be expectant. We need to anticipate. See, expectancy opens our lives to God. We need to get ready. 
There are things that God will do in this church and no eye is seen and no ear is heard. We want to be a part of that, don't we? We need desperate participation. We need to expect that God will move. An empowered community is a community that is fueled by the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that releases gifts into our lives. It's the Holy Spirit that empowers us to serve one another and to serve the community around us. I want to finish with um, um, a prophecy that was given by Peter. What was Peter's last name, Shannon? Miller. I always mix it up. There's a couple of Peters and I always get this wrong. But Peter Miller gave a prophecy. Um, he used to, um, him and Pip and Paul used to come and meet with me every two weeks and pray for me. And he came with a prophecy one day. And um, this is just, just about sort of a couple of years ago. And he said, I've got a picture of this church. He said, it's right here. Um, he said, but the picture is, is that this, this building is kind of like the, there's, there's multiple levels. There's like two, three levels. He says, but people are pouring in from the community. And they're pouring into the church. And they're coming in because the power of God, there's something about the power of God that's drawing people. He's prophesizing revival. When that happens, when the community just walk in because they sense the power of God and something happening in this place, they sense the love of God, that's revival. We need to position ourselves and to be desperately seeking Christ right now. Thanks again for joining with us today. If you'd like to know more information on the church or reach out to one of the pastors, please visit our website www.gebc.org.nz. Hope you have a great day.